Hello! Welcome to Kicking It With K, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of gaming. I'm your host, K, and each episode I'll be joined with special guests to discuss everything from game design to the latest trends in gaming. But my mission doesn't stop there. As someone who's passionate about bridging the gap between different gaming communities, I also want to use this platform to bring more attention to the vibrant and exciting Chinese gaming industry. So buckle up and get ready to explore the world of gaming with us. Today I'm with my good friend Irai here. He's a lifelong gamer, hobbyist game developer. Uh, he previously uh, worked at NetEase, uh, one of the top uh, mobile game publishing companies in China. Uh, after after that, he moved on to uh, XD game publisher, also indie game publisher, uh, in Shanghai. Uh, I heard now he's working on a undisclosed project now. So um, yeah, really happy to have you here, man. Thank you, thank you for having me, man. So um, man, I I heard you had over two thousand. Hours of gameplay uh, of uh, for uh, for Rocket League. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's really nothing compared to what you know. Some other people I know that have put into these games or like other games even two thousand hours in the um, upper echelons of gaming is really nothing. But mm. yeah, I've been playing Rocket League pretty much nonstop since since twenty twenty. And the lockdown started worldwide. I had a lot of time in my hands, right. and I just really, really got into the game. And what can I say? It's it's a, it's a, it's really addicting. It's like a drug, <laughs> right? But I mean, still, I mean, um, even though uh, with like games like Red Dead Redemption, I only got like three hundred hours gameplay. Yeah, two thousand, man. That's still a lot. Like, yeah, it's so magical about it's it. The, it the replayability plays a lot into it because you know Red Dead Redemption, a single player mm-hmm. story story driven game where you know there is an end game and you get to the credits. It's very different to compare to when you play a Rocket League game. You play a match, it's like five minutes, right? But then you play another match and then another match and then another match. It's just never ending, and you just keep playing until you get tired, I guess. And then next day you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But I heard, uh, not I heard. It's actually the the fact that uh, there was a big change uh, uh, of the ownership of the company, and they actually took the game down from uh, from Steam and made it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so originally it was developed by Psyonix. It's a developer based out of San Diego, right, in the U.S. And they got bought out by Epic Games. And once Epic Games bought it, one of the first things they did, I remember, was they took down the support for the Mac version of the game. Oh. So previously, you could play Rocket League on a Mac and Linux, and oh. and Epic Games just killed that part because right. it was a very tiny percentage of players that played on the Mac or the Linux. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they did that immediately and, you know, Epic Games among the gamers is not very liked anyway. So <laughs> that move immediately angered a lot of people and a lot of the community. Mm-hmm. And, and then they started their process of taking the game free to play. Right. Cause you know, Epic Games, one of the biggest providers for, uh, live service games like Fortnite. So yeah. And then sometime around 
second half of 2020, I think. Uh, game went free to play, free to download, free, whereas before you had to buy it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and they just took it off Steam. But if you have already had it in Steam, uh, you get to keep it. So you still get updates, you still can run your game through Steam, but any new players that don't previously have it on Steam, they just get it downloaded from Epic Games. Right. They, I think they did the same kind of uh, for uh, Fall Guys as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, after they acquired uh, Mediatonic. Um, so, I mean, in terms of the gameplay, I'm still like like to discuss about the gameplay of Rocket League. Um, what are some of the, uh, the, the the core mechanics that you found is so appealing to you? Uh, or do you think it's, it's a great game design? It's a... It's a... The thing about Rocket League is that it's brutally fair. It okay. is... It is in so many ways super equal for every opponent or every people that are playing it against each other. It's just a... Imagine a game that is played in a very, very controlled environment. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean by that is that if, you, if you're playing, let's say, a MOBA game like Dota, right? right um, you pick a certain hero and there's often a counter to that hero, right? Mm -hmm. No matter how good you play, if the opponent that picked the counter to your hero is not completely clueless or somewhere near your skill level, he will have a certain advantage over you. And, you know, this is part of the gameplay, sure. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 not to say it's any worse, but the, the nature of this kind of um, very level playing field in Rocket League is very appealing to me. And the, you know, I'm sure you know what Rocket League is m like, more or less, and mm -hmm. people listening to this. But yeah. basically, it's you manipulate your car to put to hit it to hit the balls with them mm -hmm. and uh, get the ball into the goal of the opponent. Right. But so it's it's kind of like football, except you're doing it with cars. Yeah, right? with cars. So if you were to imagine, um, say FIFA. With FIFA, you move your analog stick, perhaps, to move the player around. But to pass, there's a button to pass, button, yeah. right? You press this button to pass, mm -hmm. and then you press this um, button to shoot, shoot. and then this pa this button to long pass, this one to, you know, do a finesse shot mm -hmm. or, like, uh, maybe dribble around the guy or, like, tackle them. Mm -hmm. There's these buttons. So there's, like, this level of abstraction from what you would do to... Um, the player themselves to get to the action they want to take but say to pass the the player has to um move his feet up like you know bring his heel backwards right. and then move it in a certain direction to move it. like all of these are kind of abstracted away in the game in rocket league you all almost all inputs are one-to-one -one actions so i only and only ever get to control my own car mm -hmm. and i can only um, accelerate, decelerate, um, turn left, turn right, and then because there is boost in the game, you can use that boost to take off from the field and go, you know, be in the air. It's called aerial when you fly with your car, right. and then you can um, tilt uh, counterclockwise or uh, anti counterclockwise uh, or anti clockwise. So you're basically moving in a 3D space, but you're playing with teammates as well, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So to pass your teammate, you literally have to account for how you're going to hit the ball with your car. Like you have to accelerate at a certain angle and hit the ball at like the right place so that it will go to, let's say, to your left where you're 
teammate is. There is just no button that you can press and it will automatically pass the ball for you. You have to, if you like, there is no distinction between passing and shooting in Rocket League. Mm -hmm. It's all depends on how you hit the ball, at what angle, and which your car, at what speed, all of these. So it's, it's a, in that way, it is so much like an actual support. Right. Uh, Like, say you're playing football, right? We're, 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 we're all governed by the laws of physics right. in this world, right? We're all on the same pitch. And I'm assuming we all have similar equipment and our goals are the same size, right? In that aspect, Rocket League is so much like a support. And that's why it's, um, I think, it's very much like uh, how games came to be. The games we play today, like the sports, athletic sports, mm-hmm. they're all based on um, a level playing field, basically. Right. Um, I think, I mean, uh, I, I mean, as you mentioned, like, uh, we all played um, sports games like FIFA, like NBA 2K. Yeah. Um, some of the uh, the controls that are really intuitive for us now. Because, yeah. you know, there's pass, there's a long pass, the specific controls for that. Do you think... Um, the uh the control or the gameplay for for Rocket League um add some you know bar- entry barriers for uh, oh my god man <laughs> Rocket League it's so hard I know it's so hard especially when you just start it's it's chaotic you can barely hit the ball mm-hmm. with your car let alone scoring or passing or any fancy mechanics because you know there's so many actual real mechanics you played in the game like. You do half flips, you flip resets, ceiling shots. These things are super hard. Mm-hmm. You will need at least a few hundred hours. Yeah. But in your first game ever in Rocket League, it's a uh, it's a bit of a chaos. You can you can barely hit the ball with your car. It's it like it's it's a bit dis, um deceivingly difficult when you watch videos of people playing yeah. it. It looks kind of cool and it looks fun and you know it looks kind of easy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if you ever pick up a controller or you play on your keyboard and try for your for yourself, then you're like, oh my god, this game is kind of difficult. Like, yeah. Imagine someone going to go play pool or snooker for the very first time. Right. It's not as simple as just picking up the cue and hitting the ball because you have to have this hand-eye coordination and your hand needs to, you know, know where to hold the cue. And right. like, there's so many factors into it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely... Um something I, I would like to, to learn more about because um, for, uh, for a sports game fan like me, um, I find it really difficult. Yeah. And I mean, if there's no enough beginner's guide uh, or if there's no like like uh, like player like you to actually guide me through the whole uh, whole thing, the whole gameplay, I don't think I'm going to play the game for, for a long time. The, the thing is, because of the nature of the gameplay, it's actually, it's very simple, mm-hmm. but it's hard to do. Yeah. You know what to do. It's just, it's a matter of being able to do it. Yeah. And there's just, at the beginning of the game, there's just not much I can tell you to do that will make you immediately improve. Okay. It's just, you need practice. Like, yeah. you gotta try to get the ball hit. And then once you start being able to hit the ball, you try to, you know, actually hit shots on target mm-hmm. at the goal. But it takes time. There's just no way around it to evade the practice that you have to do. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's, uh, um, but interestingly, it's funny. Rocket League is probably the most fun when you first start. The chaotic fun where you don't really care. Um, if you miss, it's just yeah. fun. It's funny. And 
uh, if you're playing with other people, there's six cars, three in each team, and people are driving around, but nobody's able to hit the ball. Right. It's such a fun experience when you first start Rocket League. Once you're actually at upper ranks, like you, let's say you reach somewhere like plat, uh, platinum or diamond mm -hmm. or like champ, people are like really taking the game seriously. Right. It takes the innocent fun that you have in the beginning out of it. But in the beginning, it's just crazy fun. It's so good. Right. I, I was about to ask, actually. Um, as, I mean, as you mentioned, it's a, it's, a, it's a really competitive game. But compared to other mobile games like uh, League of Legends or uh, Dota, right. Dota 2, um, like the, the time you've been already devoted to the to a one game, like mm -hmm. 20 minutes or 30 minutes of the game, uh, once you lost uh, or once you got defeated, the uh, the... The, the feeling of the uh, you know the, the sense of achievement mm -hmm. um you like you feel really bad of losing the game but do you get the the same kind of feeling from Rocket League at the beginning I mean not from the, the ranking game in in the beginning I don't know I think in the beginning you're just happy to you just hit the ball, ball you know yeah, you're happy to get a goal when you when you get your first goal ever mm -hmm. it's an amazing feeling and when you get your first ever aerial goal like you get uh, the ball when you're in the air that is an amazing feeling as well right. but later stages you know it's a it's really a bummer when um say the game went to overtime because mm -hmm. let's say each team scored three and the times run down to zero mm -hmm. then you start playing the overtime and whoever scores in the overtime just game right. is over yeah um so let's say you played your heart out you played so well maybe you scored most of your goals for your team and you're maybe carrying your teammates a little bit mm -hmm. and then the game goes to overtime and you lose oh man, oh, man. it's just heartbreaking yeah, it's it so bad <laughs> <laughs> i can definitely tell okay so what's your ranking i forgot to add with 2000 oh okay <laughs> yeah um i am fluctuating somewhere from champ one to champ three mm -hmm. i have not hit grand champion yet but um one of the things I think I did quite impressively is so there is different modes in um, Rocket League. There is threes, mm -hmm. the standard three versus three, mm -hmm. and then there is duos, two versus two, right. and then there is solo duel, um, which is one versus one. Um, usually, it's much harder to rank up in one v ones. So I I was around champion one in one v one, and all of my opponents that I was playing against, they would be grand champion or maybe higher mm -hmm. in twos or threes. So even though I was champ across pretty much all the modes, because I was champ in ones, those people would be much higher ranks in their preferred game mode, like twos or threes. Mm -hmm. So that put me at the time around um, top one, maybe top 2% when I was at my peak, mm -hmm. but I just, do not do ranked competition as much. I just play the casual. Right. Yeah. yeah just having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ranking game is so. It's really tilting. Yeah. Exactly. You know. It's and and there's a lot of toxicity in this game, especially because it's such a con, you know, competitive, competitive. game. You know, there's a quick chat in Rocket League where, um, <laughs> and there is like, <laughs> you know, you say nice shot, and there's tanks, uh -huh. and then there is um, uh, I got it, all yours. Yeah. I need boost. That those kind of thing to, to do communication between your teammates to play better but what happens is that um you miss a shot completely you mm -hmm. don't even touch the ball they will say nice shot nice shot nice oh. shot oh or the opponent shoots 
and you're trying to save it, but you missed, uh -huh. they will say, what a save, what a save, what a save. Everyone use it sarcastically. sarcastically they use it yeah. ironically instead of <laughs> complimenting you. People are constantly and constantly roasting you for every mistake you right. make. It's just brutal. Like the... um. Yeah, it's just not the That's very terrible. fun part of the game. Exactly. <laughs> lots terrible. of toxicity in it. <laughs> but I think it's part of it, I guess. There's lots of banter going on. I guess I don't know much competitive game out there that mm. does not have toxicity. It yeah. just comes with the basically everything. Yeah, it just comes with the comes with the game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how's the uh, the matchmaking system uh so far? Do you think it's uh, it's like it's fair enough? It, it's or? it is a it uses an MMR system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um matchmaking had some problems back in the day for um when say I'm a very high ranked player and I would take my friend who is maybe like three four ranks below me mm -hmm. and uh, i would match against other players in the ranked and at the time the system to match would be the average of our two ranks right and then that would be averaged out and then the other team would be from that of our average but what ended up happening is that you're a little too good for the people on the other team because you're so high yeah. and your friend is pretty bad but he can just stay in the goal and like try not to get scored on, and you can pretty much 1v2 the other guys or mm -hmm. something like that. So they changed it. Now there's um, fail-safe protections in place where if your teammate, like if, if you send an invite to join your party, uh, they can't be too low. Like they can't be three ranks below you okay. to play ranked, but you can play casual. Mm -hmm. um, and from now on, they don't average out. It's just whoever has the highest rank in your party, that will be your team MMR. So the matchmaking system will find opponents of right. the MMR of your highest player. So those are good um, uh, changes they made for the matchmaking system. And one more thing happens is that uh, in tournaments, because I'm a champ, mm -hmm. the higher rank you got, the less players there will be there because will be, of the yeah. distribution, right? Right. And Champ is at that awkward place where it's not so many of them, but it's not enough people to fill a whole tournament of champ players. So game will lump grand champions and even SSLs. SSL is the highest rank in the game, mm -hmm. all into the same tournament. So imagine I'm champ, right? And SSL is like hundreds of MMR points above me. Mm -hmm. And in my first game in the tournament, I'm just playing against an SSL player. And it like... There's just no chance that I would win that game. It's just not possible because right. that guy is galaxies above me. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so it's it's due partly to do with where we are geographically. There's mm -hmm. not there's just not that many players of Rocket League in in this part of the world in mm -hmm. Asia. Right. Queue times in US and EU is much much shorter. Right. Like, I can finish a game, start queuing again, and within 15 seconds, I'm already in another game. Mm -hmm. But um, playing here in China or, like, maybe Japan or Singapore, there's these um, servers here. But uh, the higher rank you go, your queue times get longer. much longer than U.S. or Europe. Right. Well, I guess that will um, pretty much lead us um, to the, the topics that we would like to discuss about, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean... Rocket League being such a successful um, game in the global market, yeah, uh, it actually got a big hit 
uh, in China. Um, even though, I mean, the Epic game, uh, Tencent hold 30%, uh, I think 30 or... I think it's 40 in Epic, yeah. Yeah, 40% 40? of the yeah. market, uh, like the, the share uh, of Epic. So it makes sense uh, for Tencent to uh, publish, uh, to be, being the official publisher uh, for Rocket League in China. But obviously, uh, they didn't do good. They didn't, they didn't do their jobs. Uh, or there's some other, probably some other reasons behind it that not much players actually uh, caring about Rocket League. They know, mm -hmm. they know that the game is quite big uh, in the yeah. global market, but they. To be honest, they did, they didn't even know who's the uh, the official publisher for Rocket League in in China. Did do they get the uh, uh, the ISBN or not? Uh, I mean, uh, just for the for the information, the ISBN is the uh, the the license that you you need uh, to obtain uh, in order to uh, commercially or officially launch your game uh, within the Chinese market. Um, I mean, as I know, I. I don't think I don't think Rocket League ever applied or got an ISBN in China. I, no, they did. They did must they? have. They must have. But it is officially launched. It did official. Yeah, yeah. It did officially. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even know it. The, the, the let, marketing is terrible. Let, let me tell you something. The Rocket League on the the Chinese version, uh, published by Tencent, so it's on their V game platform. Right. And to find Rocket League. I don't remember. I think it's like seventeen pages. I have to go right. to find Rocket League in the list. Yeah. You know, from the they have a list of games mm -hmm. on the game, and I kept scrolling and scrolling and next page, next page, next page until I found um, Rocket League. And I think they actually discontinued support, mm -hmm. so it's not getting any um, updates right. anymore. Whereas you know, the global version is still going very strong. It's growing very. Uh, fast now, especially in other regions in the world, it's already huge um, in US and Europe, mm -hmm. uh, especially in countries like France in Europe. Um, but it's been um, seeing a lot of growth in the um, the MENA region, right. uh, Middle East and North Middle Africa, East. and um, uh, South America and the APAC region. It's it's because they're they they're, they start having their own teams. To join the um, pro esports divisions right. of Rocket League, um, there are some very exciting players coming out of uh, the smaller regions in the world, and they're getting they're they're uh, getting places to play in the big finals. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been going good, but yeah, it's as soon as Tencent got the publishing rights for Rocket League in China. Uh, obviously, the game got region locked for China on yeah. Steam. Yeah. So if you're if you're in uh in China, it won't be as straightforward to play it right. from here unless you have these special services like um game boosters mm -hmm. to be able to play um the overseas servers. Right. Um. Yeah. And and the Chinese version actually had lots of localization done to it as well because mm -hmm. it looked very different compared to the. Um, global version. Global they version. the Chinese version actually had its own version. It was not simply a matter of adding another language pack. Um, the monetization system was overhauled. Like you didn't get the same cars that you got mm -hmm. in the global version. Like you had to unlock them. Right. The progression system was very reminiscent of the games that you would see more in China. They mm -hmm. like you could. You could see the system designers were like, "Yeah, we need to change this." And um, 
they actually added a feature that was um, quite funny to people in the West. They added a line that mm -hmm. would show the traction, the direction where the ball was going. Uh. For example, because in the game, you have to be able to read how the ball is going to behave, right? Especially when it's going to hit a wall, you need to be able to read the, the bounce from yeah. it. And depending on where it hits the wall it might be not what you expect and yeah. stuff like that but the chinese version literally constantly had this line of trajectory of where the ball was going so you it took completely took that aspect out right. of the game but i think after a certain level that line was kind of like um eliminated like right. once you reach let's say level 50 i'm mm -hmm. just giving an example uh it would be turned off so i guess that was one of the things like you mentioned earlier For to for the beginners to be able to get into the game easier. Right. But I feel like it made things a little bit more complicated because the game, as I said, it's very simple. Mm -hmm. You get, it, It's, it's simple. <laughs> Relatively. It's simple. I'm not saying it's easy. It's yeah, just simple. simple. You know what it is. There's, it, there's not, there's not a million different skills. Mm -hmm. You don't have these cooldowns. You don't have to have a ultimate. You right. don't have um, special combination buttons. It's just a matter of doing it. Exactly. And yeah. that just takes muscle memory and like skills and practice, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's one part of it. I think Rocket League was supposed to be one of the games where you have to be patient. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, um, you had to give it time for it to slowly acquire these loyal fans in the community mm -hmm. where, as I said, like once you, once you're in it, it's very hard to let go the Rocket right. League. I'm like so many other games. People would say the same thing, right? People that play Rust, for them, it's yeah. the lifestyle. Thousands of yeah, hours. lifestyle. They 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 they, I they always say this. It's they keep saying it's not a game. It's a lifestyle. It's like a lifestyle. as if it's a good thing, right? <laughs> and people who play League of Legends, they're still playing it. Yeah, yeah, nonstop. Right? Yeah, um, so it's similar in Rocket League, but the way that. Uh, you have to kind of uh, get into it and stay in it. Mm -hmm. it, it, it. Perhaps the first 100 hours is quite important because the growth is very exponential. It's like um, your first 100 hours, you're going to learn so much more compared to the next 100 hours. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, obviously, I guess Tencent did their job on localizing the game uh, yeah. to a certain point that uh, it's much easier for beginners to, to get their hands on the game uh, right. at the beginning. But uh, as they elevate onto a higher level, uh, they will be able to enjoy kind of the same kind of experience that the, uh, as the, yeah. uh, the global uh, version do. Uh, but I mean, there's definitely, for us, I mean, working in a game publishing uh, kind of field, uh, we definitely have, we already definitely had this the sense that uh, the game is not been marketed well. Like, yeah, did we, you see any marketing on I this? I don't see any marketing. Man, like... I heard it from YouTube. People were like, a Chinese version of Rocket League is yeah. coming out. I'm like, what? Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know about it. <laughs> exactly, man. I mean, uh, for Tencent, it's one of the top game publishing game developing company right. in the world not yeah. just in china it's the it's the biggest in china right mm -hmm. there's no reason that they're gonna make they're gonna fail on their marketing mm -hmm. like even though they just push a notification to each of the wechat users right everybody would know oh there's a there's a uh the chinese version of rocket league is coming yeah. up 
Um, so I guess I, I guess this is the, the the one that I really wanted to uh, kind of dive deeper uh, with you was that there's is there any other factors? Uh, there's definitely other factors that it's, would impact. You know, it's funny you ask that. It's a question that I've been thinking about for a long time, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, because I like the game so much, it always was a question mark in my head. Why did the game do so badly in China? And I think you're right in the way that the marketing mm -hmm. of it was just not there. And, you know, if, if, if the game doesn't get in front of people's eyeballs, how are we going to play it? Exactly. That's definitely one thing. But another thing, I think at the time as well, it coincides with Tencent. They had huge money-making machines at the time with their battle royales around that time. And I think perhaps they expected similar returns in the Chinese market from Rocket League because they definitely have the capability of taking somewhere some overseas game and when they bring it to China, make it multitudes bigger, perhaps even way bigger than the rest of the globe, rest of the world combined. It could have better revenue in just China alone. And when they didn't see that kind of um, perhaps metrics they were expecting, perhaps they got some budget cuts or this just was not in the priority anymore. Um, another thing I think is that it's, it's probably got to do with the Chinese player base a little mm -hmm. bit. Because, you know, you hearing me talk about the game and its mechanics and the, what it feels like to play it and so on, it's quite a, quite different than the kind of games uh, uh, the Chinese gaming population plays on average in general. Right. You know what I mean? It's because the the progression and the, the, the challenges you complete or the stuff like that, it's just not in front. It's, it's not a motivation. Mm -hmm in Rocket League. Right. The, the, it's in a, in a weird way, perhaps a little bit philosophically, the, the end goal is the journey itself. It's how you begin from not being even able to hit the ball mm -hmm. to pulling off really cool shots and really cool mechanics and uh, you know it's the rush of being able to beat a team in the overtime with a crazy shot or mm -hmm. doing these weird things. Um, it's 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 a reward in itself right and there's just not that many kind of games in uh china where, where a lot of them are very specifically uh have these milestones that you reach in mm -hmm. in each games where um you have to like your your i guess your growth in the game mm -hmm. is super apparent it shows you you it it tells you you're doing a good job or it tells you you are um, you've you've done this or you've done that perhaps by your um, you know it gives you these uh, free stuff or your uh, player starts looking bigger stronger more fancier gets more rare stuff right. of course Rocket League has all of these things it's just but it's 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 all secondary to the gameplay itself mm -hmm. which is just the very very core of it it's kind of a little bit divorced from its um, one its monetization because you only can get cosmetics. Like there is just, there's no way to shortcut your way to the top right. in uh, Rocket League, which is which I think is one of the bigger parts of it, where um, the Chinese game player race is so much more um, welcoming to the uh, mobile gaming's monetization practices, where they're they're okay with putting money into the game if it saves them time, Hiddle if me. it gets them to uh, some point they want to reach and it's going to be 
not as much as of a grind and it's not going to be as much as a as a hassle for them mm -hmm. whereas uh the western uh player base will tend to move further from that right. in in general um so yeah and another one is i guess you know in the west a lot of a lot of countries uh say like mine especially for example i can say from experience or other countries in europe and us as well you you grow up playing lots of ball sports outside growing yeah. up and i think it just was not as much the case in china where uh i guess back in your days right, right. You, do, you, you kids didn't go out to play football right in the streets mm -hmm. but me growing up we were out every single day sometimes on the streets if we couldn't find a good park or somewhere but you know one person brought the ball and you know he was the boss because right. he got the ball <laughs> and we 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 played balls all the time mm -hmm. like that and um i think you you see a lot more uh sports like football and basketball, basketball. becoming much more prominent among the children right. uh in china today but it's all through these training centers or like uh special clubs where parents take their children to and you know and then they go pick them up like two hours later one hour later and mm -hmm. they, they they have a coach and we didn't have any of that we we just took a ball and we went out and we put a couple of rocks and that would be the goal and you know that was just the the the, the sporting sporting you know, the like culture of it right yeah. Yeah. yeah so when you look at um rockily we're like dude playing football with cars that's, that's so crazy. cool yeah, yeah. that's so cool <laughs> that, that there's a big appeal to it in that in that aspect mm -hmm. i think but i perhaps that was missing yeah from the from, from the, the potential the players mm -hmm. in china where they look at it they're like huh so you you is the racing game was yeah it, yeah the racing game or yeah so confused <laughs> Yeah, I guess yeah. that's the uh, the the, uh, the the biggest part is the, the the cultural differences and the preferences they have right. uh, in terms of the, uh, the 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 gameplay. I mean, uh, I can definitely uh, admit saying that um, grew up in China, uh, we really, I mean, as you mentioned, we don't have much opportunities to actually being outside and playing sports. Mm -hmm. uh, even though uh, watching sports game is one of like being really important part of our our lifestyle right mm -hmm. uh but it's majorly focusing on football mm -hmm. uh basketball as well you know yeah. uh, you know how big kobe was right in, in china um but it's just really hard i guess for even for for general um players to accept the fact that you can like play a football game with a recent car, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. The the, the entire idea, I, I just feel like um, doesn't feel appealing to the Chinese uh, yeah. audiences. Um, I think um, coming back to uh, uh, the Tencent and Epic, um, the it's not joint venture; it's the uh, the, the partnership. Yeah. In China, uh, at the beginning, I think it, it's supposed to be a kind of successful one because the the two giant companies right. uh, working together they definitely want something to happen um but you know uh with the lack of interest uh from the uh, players uh with uh i guess less in marketing budget mm -hmm. um tencent just 
I feel like didn't really pay that much uh, efforts mm-hmm. uh, to the to the game or to any of Epic's game. To be honest, I think <laughs> I it, I when you're that big, yeah, and you you it just boils down to the numbers. They look at the numbers. They're like, they're like, yeah, this first quarter and then the first year of this game, and you look at it and you're like, huh, I don't project this game to go anywhere. Right. But in my humble opinion, Rocket League is the kind of game that you have to have cultivated mm-hmm. that community and get the players and they will eventually join because there is still a you know tight-knit um rocket league community in china yeah. i see them playing all the time when yeah, i'm yeah. playing um they will always rock the chinese flag on their car right and yeah they they still keep going after all these years even though the game has stopped updating the chinese version a long time ago and no one's playing that anymore but they still trying to play the global version uh even to this day um it's a it's a it's a challenge Mm -hmm. i suppose it's a when when perhaps at the hands of another company it would have been different yeah um because one thing that comes to my mind when you talk about the way the marketing had been it's you know rocket league is such a clippable game and what i mean by that is that if you took a clip of something super cool impressive in the game Show it to your father. Show it to your grandpa. Right? They'll look at it and they'll like understand what's going on yeah. at some level. Mm-hmm. Show it to someone that doesn't play games. They'll they'll get what's going on. But like, imagine one of the craziest moments in League of Legends history and uh, show a clip of that. It's a mess. Yeah. It's these um heroes, the characters moving around, and there's so much um effects, shaders, and animation in it. And if you do not know the game. You literally have no idea what happened in that um, scene, what happened in that video. You have no idea mm-hmm. and you don't know what is impressive about it. Right. Right. But in Rocket League, it's a, it's almost like a real life emulation. Imagine you have these RC cars, right? Remote mm-hmm. controlled cars with a remote in your hands and they have these batteries in it that make them move. And you're playing a literal physical ball with it. It's no different than that yeah. in a way. Right, so people can see it and be like, "Wow, that was cool!" But you show them a clip of League of Legends, they're like, "I don't know what I don't know what, what, yeah, what, what, yeah. what, what are you showing me?" Yeah, right? So yeah, there is there is a lot of um, uh, there there is a lot of potential in that aspect for Rakali to show people this this is what's this is possible, really game, right? yeah, And it's uh, you know even to this day the game the game designers. They laid out the basic mechanics and the game rule, and they're so simple. It's just like that. But over the years, the players, the professional players, the um, perhaps the YouTube personalities, or even regular players, they happen to find upon new mechanics, like things that turn into the new meta, things that uh, people didn't ever do before. Mm-hmm. And then one day, someone, perhaps by accident or perhaps just trying weird things, they happen to find upon, oh my god, if you do this, you can do that. Yeah. But the thing is, no update, almost no update ever changed the core mechanics of the game. There is a s- slight normal um, adjustments. Um, for, for example, they changed um, the hitboxes of all the cars to turn into six standardized hitboxes. It used to be each car had its own hitbox. Mm-hmm. And that kind of became a problem as cars were coming out for the developers they had to balance them but now uh even if even the cars might look slightly different than each other some cars are very flat some are you know 
bit bulkier. The bulky cars, even though they look different, they all have the one hitbox that is used for all the bulky cars. Mm -hmm. And all the flat ones, for example, they all use the same um, flat cars uh, hitbox so that it's fair. It's right. all about the fairness of it. Right. And it's, yeah. Definitely, man. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's there's one point that you that you just brought up uh, really draw my attention. Um, I believe it could uh, contribute uh, to the uh, why Rocket League is kind of being a, going a downslide in in China is that um, it's a, it's a PC version, right? right. Uh, you've already had a Steam version available long time ago. Yeah, and if the really like. Yeah, the, the Chinese player like you, like the enthusiast uh, Rocket League players, they already played the game mm -hmm. on Steam. Mm -hmm. They already had perhaps perhaps hundreds of thousands of uh, of playing hours. Once they took it down from China, mm -hmm. they can still find a way, you know, like using the boosters and stuff yeah. to still play the global version. Yeah, there's no need for them to give up on the hundreds hours playing yeah. account to coming back and start all over i don't think it's uh it makes sense for them um i mean that's for pc um guess i guess that's why um the, the pc version of rocket league uh didn't succeed or didn't become a big kind of a big hit uh in china uh, i mean on the other hand there might be some opportunities for the mobile version uh rocket league side swipe Right, right. In in China to be successful in the future, because, um, I mean, you've you've already played the the mobile version, uh, yeah. two thousand hours plus. <laughs> no, no, I did not. I did not play the mobile version two thousand hours. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, but I, uh, I did. I, I did play the mobile version as well. I mean, it's really the the entire ex experience that I get is really casual. Uh -huh. Like you don't need to uh, kind of develop giving them like a 20 minutes gameplay time to, to play it like, right. it's just like you just bring up your phone just yeah, kind of yeah, start yeah. playing with it and just if you don't yeah. want it got anything else to do just keep on doing that so yeah, uh, yeah. what what do you think about the, the mobile version man um first of all i like to thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this <laughs> podcast with you because i i've been thinking about writing a article on rocket league and how they well, well, just the philosophy of how it relates to um, concept of play, mm -hmm. like the, the the just the concept of actual you know play and uh, the game theory and uh, the how it relates to actual sports and that and how it's different than like say games like FIFA where there's so much abstraction. Right. But then also about um, how Rocket League made a mobile adaptation and did it so well. I've been planning on writing an article about this topics on Medium or somewhere like that, uh -huh. but I've been just putting it off for so long. <laughs> and now at least I get to talk about this stuff in a podcast, which, I mean, it's much more casual, but it's right. it still allows me to get this out there. Mm -hmm. um, so the thing about the Rocket League Sideswipe, the mobile game, is that it's so much different right. than the Rocket League itself in when you look at it there's like some glaring differences right suddenly the game is 2d instead of 3d yeah in rocket league you manipulate your car in 3d space but now in sideswipe it's only 2d and perhaps you know for the um pc master race kind of people they look at it uh, mobile games are this and that but that was absolutely the correct decision because of course on touch screens 
you only have access to certain number of inputs. Usually people play with their two thumbs, right? So that's immediately putting in a disadvantage right. compared to using a controller or a keyboard and mouse. So you can't like the, the age old problem of um, movement, aim and um, action at the same time, which is just not possible. And, um, you know, those, uh, the Battle Royale games came up with solutions that can lock your movement. Right. So you can aim and shoot at the same time. So there's a shoot button on the right hand of the touchscreen and the left hand of the touchscreen. The, 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 I think, I think it was Knives Out by NetEase that first did this, mm -hmm. that locking off the, the, the joystick on the left. Right. So you could, uh, strafe, aim and shoot at the same time. Um, so these kind of things were, a factor in making the mobile adaptation of um, Rocket League. The thing they made about it is that even though it looks so different, even though they turned the 3D game into 2D, the core gameplay, the way Rocket League feels, when you pick that game up, it feels like Rocket League mm -hmm. because the physics of the ball is there. Yeah. The the way, uh, what the the difficulty of basically they made it so that with the handicap of only using your two thumbs for input on the touchscreen. So when they brought it back to 2D, it's almost like it's at the same level of uh, difficulty of control on PC where you have a controller or a keyboard and mouse. Mm. And w when I played it, I, I, I actually joined the alpha test of uh, Sideswipe. And yeah, uh, I remember actually I finished the, it was like five days test. And at the end of five days, uh, it asked you to fill out a survey mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I do this. Like I never do this kind of stuff, but like for Rocket League, I'll, 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 I'll give all the feedback I oh, have. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of the questions was like, did you use a controller to play the game? I'm like, you can use the controller <laughs> to play the game? <laughs> so what you can literally do actually is if you have a, say you have an Xbox controller, mm -hmm. they, they usually have Bluetooth. You can connect your phone to your controller. Right and put your phone on a stand or somewhere mm -hmm. and just play with the controller and it makes a world of difference wow. because with the um, touchscreen, the the left hand movement, you just, it's hard to tell where your hand is when you're looking at the screen. So if you're like all the way to the left or like if your direction is where it's supposed to be pointing at, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it proves to be a challenge for a bit. Anything you can get used to though. But yeah, and it created a big problem in the community where uh, people that played on touchscreen were super pissed about their opponents uh, using controllers. controllers. They think it's unfair. unfair yeah. And <laughs> in some level, I can sympathize with that. Like, it must be frustrating in a way, but like, I don't know, man. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a difficult problem. I mean, if you were Psyonics, what would you do, right? Right. Like, do you ban controllers? Controller, because you... controllers is at the heart of Rocket League, right? right? It's even PC players, they will use controllers. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what I do. Like, it's it's difficult to play on keyboard and mouse. So the console players, obviously, they will play on controllers. Right. And so to add controller support, as you know, uh, at XD also, we added a lot of control support to mm -hmm. controller support to lots of games, which right. is not that common in the mobile gaming mobile industry. Game. Mm -hmm. So to me, I always feel like it's a very welcome addition. I, if, if a developer mm -hmm. uh, spends the resources and time and effort 
to adding a controller support to their game, that makes me happy. Like exactly. that's that's so Definitely. good for the Appreciate to the give efforts. the to give the option to the player to choose how they play the game. Mm -hmm. And you know, not everybody is playing their mobile games in the subway. Or, you know, the whole <laughs> you know the the stereotypical use case yeah. when we talk about mobile games, where uh -huh. like the casual games, the match games, commuting and the commute and the this and the bathroom breaks and whatnot. But a lot of people do spend very considerable amount of time in their mobile games. So controllers sometimes make sense. I even bought these mobile controllers I can attach to my phone on each end. So <laughs> imagine they look like um, Joy-Cons from right. the Switch, but they have this um, clips that I can attach to the phone. And I play, I, I play my phone like I'm playing a Switch and I'm playing my Rocket League. And like sometimes <laughs> I get tired from playing Rocket League on my PC. I get on my phone and play with them more regularly sometimes. It's <laughs> man, I can't believe you actually get a controller for uh, for I literally point, bought them only for the purpose of playing Rocket League. <laughs> yeah. You just you just proved that not everybody not the, the the typical kind of mobile players playing their games on a, on a, like while they're commuting and yeah. You actually got to devote some time on enjoying uh the the mobile experience. It's about man. the grind, man. You got to get the Ranks. Yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna get anywhere with the oh, yeah. screen. I got to get the <laughs> something five thousand, the pro controller, something. Right. I'll just get it. You know. Do you, Do you think? Um. Do you think they should uh, kind of uh, separate the two groups, like people who are using the controller for mobile version, like they're, they're matchmaking with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's a good question. I don't know. It, I think it's already a problem, but you know. Um, these kind of multiplayer games, you have mm. to have the player base to be able to sustain it. You, right. you, you don't want your players to, um, you know, wait yeah. long queue times. Mm -hmm. And you can't, I know some games, for example, um, Headball 2 by Masomo, Turkish oh, yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? Mm -hmm. For the longest time, I played it. And then I realized, holy crap, because I'm in China, mm -hmm. I keep getting AI. Oh, I kept beating yeah, everything. And right. I thought, I'm so good. Okay. <laughs> and then... And then I went back home for a bit, and I was playing with actual players, and I'm like, wait, why is it so why good getting harder? Like, and then, yeah, so you don't want to do that either, mm -hmm. right? You don't want to, and it's also very difficult to make good, good AI. Right. And remind me to come back to that, because that's a whole nother can of worms. Right. And so, if you were to segregate the controller players with the touchscreen players, um, I, I, I guess it would just... You know, perhaps the controller population is just not that big. Not that big, mobile, yeah. You know, not many people go and... Um, Gotta actually pay, buy the... Yeah, uh, <laughs> even if they have a controller, they don't want to pair their controller to the phone. Yeah. And then they have to unpair and do the computer back again. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a bit of a hassle. Right. And you to buy dedicated hardware just for this one game is also not something everybody's willing to do. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, you'll find yourself not being able to play anyone if you have controllers. And you, you don't want to punish players for that. Yeah, definitely. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, you, you can't win. It's a lose-lose situation with these kind of things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a hard question to tackle for psionics, I think. That's kind of stuff. But I think it's a, pro the Rocket League sideswipe probably would have had a better chance in China. Mm -hmm. I think. What yeah. Do you think? Like it's a, it would have been, it can have a much bigger audience right from the start mm -hmm. from, uh, because obviously mobile gaming is unlike anything here in China compared to the rest of the world. Right. And it will people I'm sure will be a lot more willing to try, especially because it's even more simplified yeah. compared to 
um, the actual Rocket League, where, as I said in the beginning, perhaps even hitting the ball will prove to be a challenge. But it's not that bad in the mobile version. In the mobile version, the things I do mm-hmm. are crazy compared to um, what you can do in PC. Yeah, because I can do the double taps yeah. in the mobile version, no sweat. Like, I can dribble the ball in the air and never drop it. Wow. And, like, it's so much easier to do the crazy and the cool stuff that makes you feel, wow, I'm having so much fun <laughs> in the mobile version compared to the PC version. Because in the PC version, you're definitely spend at least a thousand hours mm-hmm. to do some, you know, high level skills. Right. So, um, and yeah, as I said, it's the, the game games in mobile is much more widespread in China. So I think it's unfortunate because Rocket League Sideswipe at Sonic's games, Sonic's got caught, caught in the middle of Epic's um, big uh, debacle with, with Apple App Store yeah. and Google Play Store. So even though they published under their own name, Sonic's, mm-hmm. because they've been acquired by Epic, I think they haven't been allowed to monetize, monetize. the game. Yeah. So the 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 progression and the the cosmetics and all that stuff, it's all up to how you play and the challenge you complete. And the, I don't think there's any re- recharge. I haven't touched the game in quite a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it has changed. I assume it hasn't yet. Yeah, it hasn't yet. Um, you can't you can't recharge money right. into rightly side swipe. Um, but perhaps you could if if they brought it to China at this time. It's just, but I think considering what happened with the original version, mm-hmm. they are looking elsewhere for a publisher. And for, like they don't want to do it with Tencent, perhaps. It's a. It, but who you're gonna go to, right? Right. It's, yeah. a, it's a. It's a big question. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's what we heard. I mean, uh, the relationship between uh, Epic and Tencent is kind of tricky at the moment. Yeah. Um, because of the failure, uh, I'll, I'll not say failure, uh, because of the uh, the situation uh, with the Fortnite, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the with Rocket League, uh, just basically every single Epic's game were not that big in China at all. Yeah, uh, considering the the relationship they had, the partnership they have, they they shouldn't be like this. With that many times, exactly, it's starting to seem a little suspicious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, we will definitely we will we'll wait and see. Uh, to see how the the mobile vision will perform in China, um, obviously the uh, the number one priority for them is to to get the ISBN. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, the, this year, I mean, since everything is opening up, uh, mm-hmm. there's more opportunities, and the 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 government is giving out more uh, ISBN numbers per year or per month mm-hmm. to oversee developers. So yeah, definitely there there might be a huge opportunities. Right. Yeah. You know, there was one thing I wanted to get into you with. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about AI. Right. Right. Let me get into... Um, first, I got to tell you about a little bit about the way Rocket League works. It's it's network. Mm-hmm. Um, network infrastructure. Wait, wait. Is it going to be a kind of a big topic that you want to dive deeper into? Maybe we can make it another episode, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, have we gone over time? Um, uh, we've been talking for quite some time but uh definitely i mean if it's uh uh like about rocket league and you would like to share more um yeah maybe we can definitely uh have another uh, episode ready just for you to talk about the ais it's not and... gonna get that long man it's not oh, gonna get that long it's yeah let's get let's get it man let's get All right. it so the way rocket league works is um so it's a server operated um game mm-hmm. so what that means is that the gameplay happens inside the server 
and the clients basically show you what's going on in the server, right? Mm -hmm. But obviously, there's some tricks to make it look like there's no lag. Because if you actually waited for the uh, reaction from the server each time, you're going to be playing um, with an offset from the server. And that's going to, like, it's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. So what the uh, client, your computer does, it predicts what's going to happen. And it can predict quite well because the physics inside um, Rocket League is deterministic. What that means is that um, given the same set of circumstances, same set of inputs, every single time, the game is going to react exactly the same way. Mm. Um, because of uh, the way the CPUs and the compilers and the floating uh, point numbers in computers work, some comp like a calculation on my computer compared to your computer mm -hmm. might be slightly different. And that kind of stuff uh, in, in a server authoritative uh, setting, it will just break up. So that's why this physics of Rocket League, it's, it's deterministic. It's going to be same every single time, given the same um, positions and the same inputs, it will react exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of that, actually, there hasn't been any cheating in Rocket League. Whoa. You can't, like, you know, think of all of the big games, right? CSGO or Valorant or there's... Yeah, it's it, happening it, everywhere. It, it's a cat and mouse where there's cheats come out and then people get banned and then there's new cheats come out and then they have to build tools to detect those. Yeah. And But because of the way um, the network structure in Rocket League works, you can't cheat apart from, like, tiny things. But, like, they don't really affect the gameplay so much as much as, you know, for example, a wall hack. In CS:GO, right? Mm -hmm. If you can see see through walls in CS:GO, it's you. Yeah, exactly. But in Rocket League, perhaps it, you can do the things like what the Chinese version does. It shows you trajectory in mm -hmm. in advance. That's it, which mm -hmm. is not a huge thing. Really. And so, you know what happened is that there's also a community of uh, people that build bots for Rocket League. They've mm -hmm. been building bots for few years now and it got better and better and better at one point they started uh changing be before it was strictly scripting then they they started applying machine learning right oh. and at one point one of the big milestones with this was they came up with the community made this bot called nexto and nexto could play at a grand champion level like he would beat me this, mm -hmm. this bot ai mm -hmm. would beat me and this is much different than the bots inside Rocket League. They they're terrible. They they if they're not if they're in your team, like someone left mm -hmm. mid game, they're replaced by the Rocket League AI. They're horrible. But this Nexto was, it's it does impossible things that you like. It will carry a ball like no real human player can <laughs> because the ball does not move. It's like stuck on top of the car. What? Yeah, and that for a few months was super fun. You mm. have to install a mod in your game to be able to play the AIs, mm -hmm. right? Because you can't play them in real game. And what ended up happening is that, this is funny to me because like lately, the world's been shaken up by uh, ChatGPT right. and what AI's AI. been doing and the disruption it brought to the world. And suddenly it opened a whole can of worms. It's Once it's, once it's there, mm -hmm. it's basically unstoppable. Right. And who knows what the changes are going to be in the world, right? And... The game that's unhackable, it got hacked. Rocket League, someone figured out how to 
get those super, super good bots, play for them in wow. Rocket League. So <laughs> basically, uh, before you had to create a normal private server to play against the bot through the mod. Mm-hmm. But now someone figured out how to get the AI bot to um, emulate inputs from your account, basically playing for you. It's, it's, it's basically simulating inputs from your computer so that it's your account right. and it's a real ranked match, but it's not playing like a real human. And it's when you watch replays of these games, it's very obvious because, uh, for example, the bot, it, it does weird things that most people don't do. For example, after a goal, mm-hmm. usually humans, they drive around, they celebrate and stuff like that. After every goal, the AI, it just stops. It's <laughs> so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> or like when you pick up boost in Rocket League, these boost pads, a lot of times the human players will switch off the ball cam, which is always looking at the direction of the ball. Right. So you have to like look at what's in front of you. So you you, you make sure that you're driving towards the, the boost mm-hmm. while you're also keeping an eye on the ball. Um, the, the bots, the AI never turn off ball cam they know exactly every inch <laughs> of every because human players sometimes will miss the boost on accident yeah maybe they will drive a little too far from it uh-huh. and the hitboxes will just not match and they missed it and they're kind of out of position and they don't have boost uh-huh. they'll be slow you know and they get scored on the bots they will never ever ever miss a boost if they went for a boost and their flicks are so fast it's impossibly fast and they're always perfect and if you try to challenge them, uh-huh. they just flick over you. <laughs> if you don't challenge them, they, they go and bump you. It's it's just it's insane. It's disgusting yeah. playing against I these know. bots. It's it's a it's a big problem. And suddenly the game that didn't have cheaters for the longest time, and that was one of the badge of honor that Cyanex wore proudly. And the players always, you know, you, you played Apex mm-hmm. and like, oh my god. I, w- I only want to play on console because if I play on PC, there's the so hackers. Much, yeah. But like in Rocket League, you felt safe knowing that you lose, it's your fault. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if you win, it's you. If you lose, it's you. It's 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 a very fair game. But now suddenly, you're playing against this AI, and they're in our game, our precious game that has been pure until now. <laughs> this AI is out of control, man. ChatGPT, Rocket League, what's next? Yeah, man. they're gonna ruin us. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's a, a great topic. Nice point to you know open ended. What's to look for in yeah, the exactly. future? With the they even got they even ruined Rocket League. Who knows what the labor force people, <laughs> people getting out of jobs because because of AI AIs. can do it in two minutes. What they can do in five yeah, days, you know? Yes, <laughs> are taking over the world, man. Who knows? Well, I mean, thank you so much for I mean sharing all your your experience with uh, with Rocket League. I mean, it's um uh, it's definitely precious to know uh among these two thousand hours what you've been uh you've been through, mm-hmm. uh, what are some of the lessons you've learned, what are some of the uh, the, the actual experience, funny experiences you get from the gameplay, um, yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of the uh the the publishing, which uh the kind of kind of the, the major topic we're going to dis- uh, we discussed for today um i mean in china i mean publishing in china is this kind of the c- kind of a uh, different um different game uh compared to the other side of the world uh, since mobile taking the, the 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 majority of the market share yeah. um so 
I guess for for sideswap, uh, what conclusion we might get is that we can wait and see. Uh, I think there's massive potential. And, there, yeah, there yeah. is definitely mass massive potential. But I think it at the same time it can't. Well, I guess if it could, China would be the only place where it could, um, because the game doesn't have the monetization yeah. right now. They can test if they can, around. but so having a monetized version mm -hmm. in some country where it's basically free for everything right. in other places would create this kind of uh, negative effect. People would be very upset with it. But I guess China would be the only place where they could get away with it. Because exactly. officially, you're not allowed to play the global version mm -hmm. within China, right? Mm -hmm. You're not, you don't have access to it right. if you don't have alternative methods. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a walled garden. It's a different ecosystem. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's, it's, a bit of a separate area where if you went in here with a monetized version and properly publish it, it could work. Yeah. It, 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 I guess the sentiment among the players wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good for yeah. sure about like, I don't think anyone would be happy about it, but I think it would, you could get away with it, with having a monetized version in China, whereas you're still not able to in elsewhere. Right. Definitely. Well, uh, Thank you so much again, Hirai, for sharing all the uh, all the information that you get. Um, thank you, thank you for inviting me. I had, I my had pleasure. so much so much fun, man. It's my, it's, been, <laughs> it's been great. My pleasure, man. Yeah, we should definitely. Uh, we, we gotta play some rocket league now together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's definitely do it. Let's definitely yeah. do uh, another episode, um, uh, talking about discussing about the AI. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Best of luck with the podcast, man. Thank you so much, man. Um, yeah, hopefully I will, I will, I'll get to talk to you more, uh, right. covering up uh, more topics uh, in the in the Chinese gaming industry, mm -hmm. uh, just helping to to connect um, the 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 Chinese market and the world, just kind of being a bridge. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, for your uh, very diverse background and your mm -hmm. very unique perspective uh, towards the market, uh, towards the game. Uh, yeah. Hopefully I will I will get to talk to you soon. All right. Take All care. Right, man. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Kicking It with K. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a bit. And if you want to help support the podcast, leave us a review and let us know what you think. Your feedback means everything to us. Until next time, keep gaming and keep exploring. And as always, stay cool.